on today's show. The Dallas Mavericks are looking to make a trade. Still looking. Is Kyrie Irving in the mix? Is PJ Tucker in the mix? Is Miles Turner in the mix? Tons of rumors happening all across the NBA. We're going to break them all down, tell you what the Mavericks could get in on on today's Lockdown Mavs. Let's go. I'm Luka Lentich, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where the best way to help us grow the show is to comment anything below. Let us know. What's your dream trade for the Mavericks to make? Could be realistic, could be not. If it's not realistic, you'll probably get made fun of. But hey, this is probably. the fun. T- this is the fun times. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com, the transaction game guru, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? It really is the fun time. We always talk about trade deadline week. It's so much fun. This these this like is- really two weeks, three weeks is so much fun. But draft week, it's it's a blast, man. I love it all. It's honestly how we became friends. This is what we talked about the most when we first met each other. Yeah. It was like the transaction game was about trades, was about the draft, was about all this. And now and here it we never fails. Now, now here we are six years later. We, we always joke inside jokes between us two here. We always joke about the distant family members or the friends who don't know us too well that are like, hey, Mavs season's over. Uh, <laughs> slowing up for you. It's like whoa. my mom every year. What do you guys yeah. talk about now? What do you, you guys you guys go five days a week all year round? Yeah, we do. Just. Lockdown Mavericks five days a week, all year round. And uh, this year, we'll talk about FIBA. I finally learned how the schedule works this this week, so we'll, we'll talk about that later this this offseason. But today, just a ton of people drop, dropped rumors and, you know, emptying the notebooks, Stein, Shams. Like, you didn't use the drop. I'm so disappointed. Boomer has it. That bunch of people are, are dropping stuff. Here's the first one. Boomer has it. That the athletic has said, according to sources, the conversations about Kyrie Irving's future have gone stagnant between him and the Brooklyn Nets. An impasse currently exists among the parties that clears the way for the seven-time All-Star to consider the open marketplace, sources say. Isaac Harris, should the Mavericks have any interest in Kyrie Irving? I have already seen on Twitter today a Photoshop of Kyrie Irving in a Dallas Mavericks jersey. (laughs) Well, I mean, let's let's list out the teams who have cap space. So, I mean, we've heard this before, Jalen Bradson. I can't wait to see Kyrie in a Pistons uniform. Uh, but no, I mean, should Dallas be interested? I think a talent like Kyrie, I think you're always interested in like, what does it look like? Like the Nike signature athlete at, at certain points. Yeah, the extent of that interest, then that that can be up for debate. What it would cost, all that, because obviously Dallas has no cap space. If you're listening to saying, "Yeah, add Kyrie," it's like, okay, you don't you don't have anywhere close to the cap space, no. so it'd have to be a sign and trade. Then you're talking about what type of players. I do think Dallas would have players that Brooklyn would be interested in, like you know, as far yeah. as fitting in their rotation. You know, I think they would be interested in a guy like Jalen Brunson and all of that whether Dallas would be willing to give up assets and all of that, whether Brunson would want to go that like Brunson would has agreed to that too. Like all of that stuff 
that's a whole different conversation. And that's not even considering the cap implications on all this. Like you would yeah. have to do m- double sign in trades for Kyrie and Brunson. And you'd have to do so many different things to try and get under the cap and to try and get, get to a place where you can make these deals happen. That at the end of the day, it would be like Luca and, and Kyrie and maybe Christian Wood, And like, that's it. That would be your whole team basically. And you have to try to build around that. And so with that, plus the idea of Kyrie Irving and would him and Cuban get along would would they have like one would they have one disagreement about something and then all of a sudden Kyrie's not playing for the Mavericks like you just don't know what could happen with him uh would him and Jason Kidd see eye to eye Jason Kidd has you know has coached these guys and he likes to have leadership in the locker room if Kyrie Irving thinks that he comes in and is the leader and Luca's like I don't know about this guy. Like, I respect his talent, but I don't know if I'm going to listen to him in the locker room, like, tell me all the time about how the 2016 finals was won by him, his one shot in game seven, right? Like, is he? how many times is he going to tell me that? I don't know if it works. And then all of a sudden, the chemistry that this team built up, the camaraderie, the, you know, collectiveness, the, the playing together and all that kind of goes away. Plus... The durability. He's missed 30% of his career to injuries so far. So there's just so many yeah. different reasons why you should be out on Kyrie Irving. I would much rather have Jalen Brunson than Kyrie, just straight up. Just straight up. Just straight up because of the, the dependability of injury, the fitting in already, the you know, <laughs> the scoring from, from Brunson and Kyrie. Like obviously Kyrie is a better player, but I'd much rather have Jalen Brunson on this team the way that they, it just played out. Than Kyrie Irving, it's just the way that it is for me right now. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I I don't think it's as like open the book, shut the book type thing because there is a world in which you do get, you know, the high ceiling ceiling of a Kyrie Irving who's won a title, who's played with another guy you know, like Luca and LeBron and Cleveland. Stuff. How many teams now have talked themselves into this story? Though? I no, I know. Brooklyn, I'm I'm just Boston. I'm just saying. All I agree with you. I'm just the saying. Cavs, I would not be a hundred percent all Team out. USA. You wouldn't even take the Duke. call from from Kyrie. <laughs> you wouldn't even take the call. You oh, say, you, hey, you take not interested see, at all. You take the call and see what happens and see what see what they're wanting. But the problem is, like, if it's going to be for Brunson, you have to do so like so many like a s- double sign and trade and all that. And there's just so many things that are going against you that are too complicated cap wise to, to talk about here. But like, no. it just it just wouldn't be worth it at the end of the day. So you can call and make that that conversation. And all of a sudden you're like, hey, Andrew Baker, remember when you worked in Brooklyn? Hey, there's a guy that, that's, that's in Brooklyn right now. And I know you're a cap guy. So can you figure out a way to get Kyrie Irving here? And he goes. All right, let me get out my whiteboard, and then also let me get out my like my calculator. It has to be a graphing calculator. He's like, let me so pull up Indeed. Indeed, also. Um. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> let me look. Let me look at real estate somewhere else. But, so, uh, for all those reasons, Shark Tank, I'm out. Shark Tank. <laughs> I am fascinated to see how the story plays out, though. Where, me too. Where he goes? Does he go? Can he pull off an alley? Does he want to play with LeBron again? The Lakers, Knicks, and Clippers are expected to be among the interested suitors if Kyrie heads elsewhere, according to The Athletic. Shocking. LA and New York. Where do you think he ends up? Knicks would be hilarious. The the Nets versus Knicks, if if Kevin Durant stays with the Nets and Kyrie goes to the Knicks, would just be must-watch TV every time. Yeah, I just don't know what his leverage would be. That would be my only thing. I, it would have to be like I'm gonna retire or else like help me sign it. Like if you're going to the Clippers, there none of their crap enticed you. If you're Brooklyn, <laughs> you know the Lakers, none of their crap enticed you no. either. So 
I mean, I guess you could talk about New York, you know, the Knicks, but I just don't, I don't know how that plays out. My gut tells me they come to agreement on like a shorter, like a James Harden type deal, what it looks like he's going to do in Philly. And he stays in Brooklyn. Durant makes some calls and says, no, 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 I'm not staying here (laughs) with Joe Harris. So (laughs) the shots at Joe Harris already. (laughs) So Um, other news that that came out, PJ Tucker, of course. That PJ Tucker is opting out of his $7.4 million player option with Miami to try and join another championship contender or even the the championship contender that maybe is the Miami Heat. Uh, I started to look around, and you know that the the mid level exception is 10, was it 10.9, 10.3 million dollars? So teams out there that have that. The taxpayer mid-level is what the Mavericks have. That's 6.3 million. So most teams have the taxpayer mid-level. The Mavericks, the Warriors, the Celtics, the Bucks, the Suns, the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Sixers, the Nets, and the Lakers all only have the taxpayer mid-level. So they don't have enough in the open market in cap space or whatever to give PJ Tucker more than 7.4 million. Here are the teams, Isaac Harris, with the full mid-level that made the playoffs last year. Miami has it. So this could be a, he turns down 7.4 and takes the mid, the full mid-level from them. Uh, Chicago is kind of an interesting one. That's that's actually a good one. Yeah. Toronto is a kind of interesting one for them. Played At, there before. Atlanta. Cleveland. And here's the one. Ready. The Memphis Grizzlies of Memphis, Tennessee. They have that's the solid. full mid-level exception that they could give to P.J. Tucker. Yeah, I, I mean, I, we don't know. Is he declining it to get a longer term deal, or is he declining it because you know he has that player option? Obviously, they decline. So it's like, can, you know, is he doing this thinking it's not a guaranteed? All oh, he's only doing this to get ten or eleven million dollars next year. He could be doing it, saying, "Hey, right now there's still interest in me. So instead of just playing out this year and me potentially getting hurt, and I'm already old, and go ahead and sign me right now to a two or three year deal." you know, some other team for a round. So that would be the only route for Dallas is would you sign him to a three-year deal? Right. At, for that, you know, for that. And it's like, you're taking a chance because he's older. So that would be the only route. I still, I still think he goes to like, you know, one of the LA teams or. And he whatever. gets like three years, 18 instead of, you know, yeah. the 7.4 he was going to get this year or even the 10.3. It's like, you know, that he would get from the full mid level from somewhere. But I think he gets the full mid level from somewhere else. Keeps doing the one year deal. Yeah. He is 37. Um, you know, and he'll be he'll be 38 by the end of next season. So, but he was he was a big part of the the Milwaukee championship run last year. He was a pretty big part of Miami this year. Started 70 games for them. He started all 18 games in the playoffs for them. He averaged eight points a game. Shot 45 percent from three in the playoffs. Like he was still defending at a high I level and all that. Yeah. It would be incredible for the Mavericks so if they could pull that off. Like that is the that's the defensive wing. All the defensive wings we talked about yesterday. That would be an incredible add. Even though he's 37, still is. Really, really usable. Still has le- something left in the tank, at least like, for PJ, one, you wouldn't even year. have to start here, bro. Like, you wouldn't even have to play 30 minutes a Is that night. a positive like, for him? Does he, is, he, is that what he wants? I don't know. He's 37. It's know. interesting. So, yeah, that's what's happening with PJ Tucker. Could be back with Miami, but we'll see. That's an interesting one to follow. Coming up, Miles Turner. The Pacers are apparently now in serious discussions among trades with Miles Turner. Miles Turner's been connected to the Mavericks a ton. So, we'll talk about that and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you. About Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You got to try their award-winning app. It's Prize Picks, and you're gonna have to try it. You pick two to five players and over under their projections. You can do NHL, MLB, um, basketball if it's when whenever it's still coming back. 
PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. All you have to do is pick an over-under on their projections, goals scored, you know, uh, points scored, home runs, hits, whatever you want to do. And for a limited time, PrizePix is an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. You get $50 for free. If a player in your first PrizePix entry scores a single point, but you got to use the promo code NBA. Use that promo code NBA at PrizePix on their app. It's just you versus the projected numbers. You're not playing professionals. You're not playing all that. So go check it out. PrizePix, promo code NBA. All right, Isaac Harris. The ultimate mock draft has been made. The picks are all in. Our picks are in. And episode four should be dropping today on Tuesday if I had if I finished editing it. And that's where our pick comes in. We made a pick. We did this all before the Christian Wood trade. So if you want to see what the Mavs could have done, we have a pretty good example for you in our trade that we made. Uh, and everybody loves the trade that we made. Everybody loves it. From Spoiler Rafa- alert. Rafael, we traded Richard, up. Ryan McDonough, everybody loved it. We traded up a little bit. And we got a guy who's fallen out of the lottery that most people have mocked in the lottery. We made a, we made another trade this year, five years in a row, and we've, we've got another swing on a guy that we think is going to help the Mavs. So uh, go check that out. It's the ultimate mock draft. It's only on podcast right now, so check it out wherever you get your podcast or on the Lockdown NBA podcast feed. All right, Isaac Harris. We've been talking about some rumors. Rumor that the Pacers are seriously discussing trades centered on Malcolm Brogdon and Miles Turner, according to The Athletic. Uh, the Wizards and Knicks are interested in Brogdon with the number 10 and the number 11 picks. The Hornets have expressed interest in Miles Turner. They have the 13th and 15th picks. And I kind of wonder if this has anything to do with the, the Christian Wood trade. And I say that because we know that Miles Turner is a player that I think the Mavericks should have gone after. He's right in the Mavs' backyard. and He'd be a perfect fit in the lineup and all that. There is some injury concern. There's some pick and roll concerns and things like that. But the Hornets have the 13th and 15th picks. That's better than the 26th pick. Very, like very much. You do the, what is it? The Jimmy Johnson, like chart of what the picks mean and like how much value they have. Those picks mean way more and have way more value than 26. And so if they were already in in discussions around that pick and the reason why we didn't get a deal done for miles Turner in the ultimate mock draft that we just talked about is because we talked to Tony East of locked on Pacers and said, Hey, what about this whole Tim Hardaway, buddy healed swap with, with Dwight Powell and the pick and all that. And just the pick and not even swapping picks or anything like that. And he said, I think Miles Turner, I think everything else in that trade is a wash. And I think that Miles Turner is more valuable than the 26th pick. That's what Tony East told us, host of Lock On Pacers. Which is correct. And so far, we think that that's we think that that's correct. And from this this rumor, it proves it that they think that he's probably worth that 13th or 15th pick. Isaac, what do you think about this rumor? I mean, it makes it makes sense if you're Charlotte. It makes sense if you're Indiana if you don't think you're going to lock in Miles Turner long term because he's basically going to be playing on an expiring contract and if you can't sign him to the extension, and coming then, to the Mavs that year, <laughs> you know, if if there are Mavs fans saying, "Man, why didn't we get Turner instead of Wood?" You're not getting anywhere close to Miles Turner for this the package is, that we gave why. up for for Christian Wood. Like, you're not giving up four end of the bench expiring contracts, and you're not doing the tw- like the 26 pick straight up for Miles Turner just isn't happening. So you they can get more for that for for Miles Turner and. If they end up trading him on draft night or before it, then we're going to see that. Whether it's the 13th and 15th, whether it's one of them, whether it's 15 and PJ Washington and something else, like they're going to get a few pieces back for Miles Turner, and, and rightfully so. He's a good player. Really good player. And the Mavericks definitely got the better offensive player of the two. Like, There's no question that Christian Wood is a better offensive player than Miles Turner. Better shooter, better roller, can get his own shot, all that kind of stuff. 
Defense-wise, Turner leaps and bounds better as a rim protector, defending on the perimeter, all that stuff. And and it could have been for Dallas. Like, what if Dallas was talking to Indiana about Miles Turner? And then everything that we've read about the you know Houston and Christian Wood thing is they've been calling teams, they've been shopping him around, they've been wanting to trade him. Last trade deadline, now yeah, and it's like what if Dallas has been talking talking about Miles Turner this whole time with Indiana, and all of a sudden Rafael Stone calls up and it's like, all right, listen, we really want to trade him for the draft. Just give us the four expirings and the pick, and let's call it a day. And Nico and them's looking around saying, all right, well, really? Miles Turner might be the better fit, but like for this, like for this price, like, yeah, let's swing at it for this. And yeah. we can still keep all of our other trade assets too and add a guy like Christian Wood. So it, like, obviously we don't know how that played out, but that would make sense to me that this was such a good offer from Dallas's angle that, all right, well, we got to move on something like this. And so now you start to say, well, can the Mavs get Miles Turner and pair him with Christian Wood? Like, yeah, that would be ideal. Because all the stuff about Christian Wood is that he's better as a four than a five defensively. And you can still run the same stuff because Turner can still shoot the three. But if you look at what they're talking about now with the Hornets, either picks 13 or, or 15, uh, and some of the young players that they have, like they have more to offer than what the Mavericks have at this point. And so I think the Miles Turner thing, unless they take a package that isn't, that is way less than this, it that that's, that dream is dead for the Mavs, I think. Yeah, I agree. Womp womp. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even do the soundboard for that. I just decided, I just decided to do it. Womp womp. Um, another interesting thing. Uh, Mark Stein has been hosting these Spotify live, Spotify live rooms. Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer was on there as well. And there's some talks about what the, what the Mavs are going to do. Every time he goes on there, he gets asked about Mavs stuff, which I think is funny. Of course. Uh, but a couple of people on Twitter were saying that that Mark Stein suggested that the Mavericks are exploring trades for Spencer Dinwiddie, Tim Hardaway Jr., Davis Bertans. They're still trying to, to get better. They're still looking for another kind of trade. They want a bigger wing. We know this. We talked about it yesterday. We gave a bunch of options for bigger wings. And so now they're looking at trades for Dinwiddie, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Davis Bertans. Isaac, what do you think the Mavs could even get for those guys? Well, I don't think you're getting anything for Bertans right now. So then it just asks you, you know, the question, mainly because, I mean, he's making $16 million a year. Like, you're just not going to get hardly anything of value from Bertans' contract. So then you're just asking yourself the question of Tim versus Dinwiddie. And I think the biggest question, and we'll do more, we'll do a pod probably later on this week talking about different questions for the Mavs. But mm-hmm. the biggest question, spoiler alert, is how much money is Mark willing to spend this offseason? And it's like, if Mark is willing to spend no matter the cost, no matter the price Brunson goes up to, no matter what it costs to bring all these guys back, like Tim and everybody back, then all right, there you go. You're going to have the most talented, you know, depth wise roster that we've had in a few years. But if they want to go out there and say, Hey, we're, we're looking at shedding some money. You have contracts that I think other teams would would be open to it. And it might piss Mavs fans off if they go out and they try to, you know, they try to dump one of these contracts for basically nothing to save money on luxury tax stuff and all of that. Like, hey, not- Tim plays really well in Detroit. Detroit, you got all that cap space that no <laughs> one wants. Like, go ahead and we'll send him for a second round pick, right? Just to dump money. Yeah. So, so then, but then it, Yeesh. you're like, what if they're getting Dragic for the vet minimum? And then you're like, all right, well, if we're going to bring Dragic off the bench, then we have Dinwiddie, then we have Tim. Then, you know, and so then at that point, do they look at it and say, 
all right, do we try to do we try to swap Tim for a defensive-minded wing off the bench? Do we try to swap Dinwiddie? How much of what Dinwiddie brings, even though I, I like, I think I like the Dinwiddie Dragic pairing off the bench. Yeah. What if they look at it and say, all right, well, Dragic at this cost is going to bring a percentage of what Dinwiddie does. So do we go out in the market and say, all right, is there a defensive-minded wing out there that we could swap Dinwiddie for that guy to you know bolster our defense off the wing off the bench? Then that's an angle I could see him take too. Yeah, or Tim. Either way, because because both yeah, those guys, one, yeah. both those guys coming off the bench, I'm really interested to see how Dinwiddie Tim Hardaway works as a bench unit. You know, as a back, they court. could work. They they could work. They could work for sure. I'm really interested yeah. to see, but it's definitely not a good defensive pairing at all <laughs> with those two guys. Now they do have size. They're both like six five, six six, and they have some size there. So the Mavs could make it work there. But the problem is Tim. Dinwiddie, Bertans, Dwight, like all of a sudden that bench unit is just not really stopping a lot of people. And so you have some stuff to work with. And so maybe you take one of those two guys and that's how you get your defensive minded wing, like you said. So there's some options for the Mavs. It's interesting, but it's good to see that they're being aggressive still. The Christian Wood trade was aggressive. They're going to keep trying to be aggressive with some of these moves. And we'll see, like Isaac said, what Mark Cuban wants to pay. What is he? What is he? At the end of the day, if he's starting to say the wine the wine, the wine, the wine. <laughs> if he's starting to hit the wine and all of a sudden you're like, hey, I, I, I don't want to pay this luxury tax for a team that overachieved and made the Western Conference Finals, but we don't think is a title contender just yet, then we'll see if it's one of those guys. So interesting, interesting rumors coming up. Let's get into a couple other things. The Mavericks are not going to use the traded player exception. John Collins is on the move. Should the Mavs go after John Collins? John Collins again. Here we go. Talk about all that and more rumors on today's Lockdown Mavs. But right now, let's talk about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars, it's impossible for your local dealership to have all the parts that you need. How could they store them all there? So do you want to get up, leave the house, go to a store, say, I want this part. They say, okay, well, what kind of car do you have? And you're like, okay, I have this car. Maybe you don't know, so you have to go back out to your car and check again. Then you come back in. Then they're like, what's your VIN number? And you're like, I don't know what that is. Then you have to go back out. You take a picture of it. You come back. And then they're like, okay, well, we have it, but we don't have it here. It's got to be shipped in five days or whatever. Come back and get it then. And then all of a sudden, you've wasted all this time. Don't waste all that time. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car truck. They'll ship it right to you. They have all of it lined up for you. You don't have to go look through all that other stuff. You can do it at home at your own time, and you're going to save money. 30%, 50%, 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts. So go check it out, rockauto.com. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? They know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Doncic, saucy. Nick, that's... <laughs> you, like that? you like the end of that one? I remember my first soundboard. Oh, on page three instead of page one. Here. All right, Isaac. Couple more rumors happening in the NBA that the Utah Jazz are looking for a head coach. I don't think that's breaking news anywhere. They are looking for a head coach, but they listed out they listed out a million, a million trade uh, coaching candidates. Like honestly, like fifteen or sixteen, and Sean Sweeney is one of them. David Locke was one. Uh, Vernon Maxwell was one of them. <laughs> what do we think about Sean Sweeney in Utah? Uh, get away. So kind of Utah. Don't do it. Um, to see Sean Sweeney go coach for Dwayne Wade would hurt my soul. 
Um, Sean Sweeney, friend of the pod. Um, True. I, yeah. I've said this before. I would be happy for him because there's only 30 of these jobs in a league. Personally, it would be a big bummer for the Mavs. Other candidates for him. Former uh, NBA champion assistant coach Terry Stotts. Frank Vogel. Jason Kidd's old boss. And oh, go, go. the Lakers. Did you? <laughs> that would be hilarious. And NBA champion Jason Terry, G League head coach Jason Let's Terry, go. is a candidate for job. the Jazz job. So good for him. A uh, bunch of other assistants, like pretty much any assistant in the NBA. Uh, Knicks assistant, uh, Bucks assistant, Celtics assistant, uh, Sixers assistants. Like everything in here uh, is an assistant coach. Suns assistant. So interesting. Quinn to see Snyder. What- Taking a year off to be co-host of Locked On Jazz with David. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Everybody, go to Locked On Jazz and just ask on the YouTube yeah, comments, the comments and and ask, is Quinn gonna be your new co-host? <laughs> that, that's all you need to. That's all you need to leave. <laughs> Quinn Snyder gonna co-host? Question mark. Just do it. Go to Locked On Jazz. Go check it. Out. Go go to David Lock. Quinn, Quinn saw that rebrand. I was like, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, this is this is a piss poor rebrand, is what it is. Um, other news, according to Mark Stein, the Mavericks' looming acquisition of Christian Wood, though the first through the first major trade of the offseason, makes it far less likely, according to one source, that the Mavericks will utilize the ten point nine million dollar trade exception that they got with the Josh Richardson trade back in last July. Uh, what's the thoughts about the Mavericks not using this this trade exception? It's money. It goes back to that question is how much is, is Mark willing to pay? Because, I mean, you could realistically, like the starting five seems set. Christian Wood inserting into that, you know, that five yeah. spot. So then you're looking at Dinwiddie. Now you're adding Tim back to the mix, mix making 20. So you obviously, obviously still have Bertons at 16. And yeah, well, I'm just leaving, I'm just talking about the bench of saying, all right, then you can go out and use the the trade exception which is like 10 then you could go out and use the the tax mid-level there around six then you can still add vet minimums because you have the roster spots at that point so now you're adding in more salaries that's equals more luxury tax that i mean you're you're looking at a team that could be i mean if they if they utilized all of those you're looking at a 190 200 million dollar team you know just salary cap we're not even talking about luxury tax stuff so that you know that that is pretty high up there. It's not our money. So of course, from our angle, it's like use every asset you got, like absorb the contract, yeah, right. take something to the trade exception, use the tax mid level, all that stuff. But it, it all comes down to, you know, what, what Mark's willing to spend on that. And these trade exceptions are hard to use, right? It's yeah, just, they, so most hard. of them just expire for the most part. And so we, we gave a bunch of examples last week, I think. And then even this week, we gave a couple examples of guys that they could get with that 10.9 million, but they're hard to use. Cause you have to get the, the other team to agree to it. There's a, have to, they have to have a reason to dump that player for the most part, or you give them a draft pick or something like that. The Mavericks don't have a lot of draft picks to trade. And so these are hard to use. This is probably why that they're looking like they're not going to use this. And it expires coming up really soon. And it expires uh, the 27th, right? Yeah. Yeah, June 27th, so in a week. Seven days. <laughs> it's coming up. Uh, according to The Athletic. Yes, sir. That's what you do. The board is all over the place today. Rumor has... I, I want to... Go I was going to say, I want to make a plug for Mark Stein's Substack. We, I feel like we've been saying according to Mark Stein a ton on our pod. He does great work. So if you haven't subscribed, make sure you go to Substack. 
dot com. I think it's dot com. I don't think it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all um, it's all over his Twitter too. Every he yeah. tweets out the link all the time. But pay for it. It's worth it. Yeah, it's he does awesome, great work. You, you pay yeah. for it. I pay for it. It's worth it. Yep, for sure. Uh, yeah. But Trey Young, DeAndre Hunter, and Onyeka Okongwu are widely regarded as the only two Hawks, or the only the only two other Hawks besides Trey Young that the team wouldn't trade, according to the Athletic and Sham Sharania. But the likelihood of a John Collins trade, according to league sources, indicate it's as high as it's ever been. <sighs> Isaac Harris, we've been down this route several times before with John Collins. Like I don't know how many times we've done the Miles Turner trade route, but the John Collins trade route has been been done before. What are the thoughts on a John Collins trade for the Mavs? Can we just get some fresh names? Dragic, Miles Turner. Christian Wood was the, the fresh name, like he and he's in. So as soon as like one fresh name came up, the Mavs made a trade for him. <laughs> I yeah I mean I just don't I don't think Dallas was gonna go down that route you know John Collins Christian Wood I don't however you feel about no, that, that front court pairing um, but I mean if they're sitting there throwing out things like John Collins could get you number seven in the draft then Dallas isn't sniffing around that like they don't they don't really have a shot in that so. no and the Kings just seem like they're gonna move on from him they've apparently t- they're, the, Hawks the Hawks are gonna the Hawks are gonna move on from him they've apparently talked to the Sacramento Kings about number four they've talked about other things with him and uh man (laughs) that would be crazy for the kings to trade for john collins right now especially if they're going to send that number four pick because him and sabonis like that doesn't that doesn't seem to me to work out very well for them either i'm old enough to remember when the hawks went to their eastern conference finals and people were really upset with the mavs team building and like, look at Atlanta. Look what they did for Trey Young. They, they went, signed all these players. Look how they built their team. Well, now they're trying to to blow up their team. So, anyway, just want to. I well, just, I just I'm, I'm old enough to remember that still, <laughs> and it's been a while. Some of the contracts they signed, they're trying to get off of now. The John Collins contract, Gallinari making twenty million dollars this year. Capella, they're in and out with you know. Bogdanovich was kind of in and out of the, the rotation and lineups at some points. He's making 18 million. Like it, it just hasn't worked out for them as well as they had hoped. And uh, even though they were bored at the regular season last year. So uh, another one here is that according to the athletic, the Timberwolves have discussed deals around veteran centers, including Atlanta's Clint Capella. So we were just, were talking about the, the Hawks trying to make a big move is Clint Capella. That move we'd, we'd mentioned a couple, like one trade, in our trade trade ideas for a center with like a Gobert going to the the Hawks and then Clint Capella coming to the Mavericks. Is that completely off the table now with Christian Wood? I mean, I feel like it is. I, I'm leaning that route of like, hey, this it feels like their center bullpen right now is going to be the Christian Wood, Dwight Powell, Maxi. Uh, they still need to probably add another, like, it, you know, weirdly in that trade, you know, trade of Boban, trade of Marquise Chris. So, you know, at least some bigger bodies at the end of the bench that, Marquise Chris got some run every now and then, you know, Boban got some run every now and then they probably do need to add like a fourth body big man at the end of the bench somewhere. But I, I don't, I feel like they're done with it unless they did some type of, you know, Dwight with somebody else and got another, I I don't know. Or for some reason, this was the Tim or Dinwiddie trade, right? Somehow it was worth it. Like they throw Josh green in there and they're like, okay, well now all of a sudden that's interesting to us. I I don't know if that would make it work, but um, but yeah, they're, they're if shopping the, him at least, or at least the Hawks are listening to offers. If the Christian Wood trade didn't happen, I would be definitely interested. In, I mean, we, gosh, we talked about it For up sure. until the trade. So it feels natural now that Christian Wood's a starter. 
Dwight much better suited for a backup, you know, spot. Yes. Come in and roll to the rim with Luca for you know a handful of minutes here and there. So it, it feels like the center bullpen rotation has you know shaped out a little bit. Did we poo-poo every single rumor that happened today? I think we were all, I think all of them we were like, yeah, I know the Mavs aren't going to do this. They're not going to do this. Uh, but they are. They're probably going to make one more move, right? Whether it's just another defensive wing, whether it is a Tim or a Dinwiddie trade or something like that. I think they are going to make one more move, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, there's a route you could take with it saying, hey, they can make another swing. They have some contracts with it. They have Tim. They have expiring of, of Dwight. Maxie's expiring too. Like They have expirings. They have future picks. They could really entertain that. Or the route that I think they'll take is just, let's bring most of these guys back at this point. You've already added Christian Wood. You're adding Tim Hardaway to this, basically. If you get a Goran Dragic for a vet minimum, like those are three guys who are not on your team at all and three guys who would be part of your rotation. So at that point, it's like you kind of see it. So if they if they don't do anything on draft night, I wouldn't be shocked. Selfishly, I'm like, trade back into this draft. Let's have some fun with it. Let's do this. Yeah. The move is also to run it back into into the regular season, to bring the guys back in that you got, and to see what their value is at the trade deadline. And maybe it's a Brunson, Christian Wood, Josh Green, you know, like maybe even Tim Hardaway, like a bunch of those guys come together and maybe that gets you the next star, right? Like the, the well, next game. Yeah. We're saying this at the 33 mark of the podcast. I'm just saying that's, that, the, that's the play. That Yeah, that's the, that's the underlying thing that I don't feel like a ton of people are talking about in the sense of you turn four expiring contracts that really didn't have any value at all to a guy in Christian Wood who does have value. Like I'm not saying he's bringing you back Bradley Beal, but he does have value more than those other four guys have. So now you have an expiring contract. Now he's expiring. Dwight's expiring. Maxie's expiring. You have, you know, Jalen Brunson's going to be under contract for a long time, locked up. Like you're going to have all your future picks to where they're entering that discussion of six months from now, next offseason, whoever that next disgruntled star is that wants to leave their team. Dallas is going to have the assets at that point, the expiring contracts that are good enough that where they're not just deadweight money, they're going to have the young star in Brunson and they're going to have their future picks to where they could. Dallas is going to get a seat at the table, have a seat at the table for <laughs> any of the, the big names to hit the market. Oh, uh, he's doing well. My son's doing well. <laughs> There you go. That's all the rumors that we saw, guys. Go check out the ultimate mock draft. We made our pick today, so go and see who we made. Let us know what you think about it in the YouTube comments of this video. Let us know what you think about that pick. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockout Maps. Peace out. Boom!